You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Okay, you know, I tweeted about uh, uh, that I was going to give out a dumb, you, a, a, an award called You Dumb Bastards. And I think that I, I can do that on a regular basis because there's a lot of dumb bastards on the planet. There really are, you know. Now, if you grew up in the hood or near the hood like I did, um, <laughs> you, see, you see a lot of things that basically tell you that you're dealing with dumb bastards, okay? And... On a regular basis, I would see people, you know, dudes go into a stop and go. And if you don't know what a stop and go is, a stop and go in the hood is a store that basically sells nothing but alcoholic products, you know, super duper powered beer, 55. I mean, literally, they have as many types of, of high powered beer as, you know, candy in a candy store. But one of the things in some areas is that they have to sell a certain amount of food, you know, by law. To be able to sell the alcohol, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the what the loophole is or why it's that way, but they have to sell food. So what you do is you walk in there and you'll see, you know, one of those hot dog uh, uh, cookers. You know, it's like, like in the old movie theaters where there's a rotisserie with the hot dogs on it. And, you know, those hot dogs have been in there since 1975 or they'll have a hot plate in the back. And, you know, they'll they'll buy little remnants of food. So if someone orders something, they have to cook it, you know, and. The guys stand outside of the place and they just sit there and they just drink beer and talk about shit that they didn't do. Because you know half the stuff they're saying, they're lying their asses off. Yeah, man, you know, I was the one that taught Muhammad Ali how to do the Ali shuffle. Dude, you're 27 years old. Okay? Unless you had a time machine, your punk ass did not teach Ali shit. I was there, man, you can't tell me. Okay, here we go. You know, old guys telling stories about stuff that you know they didn't do because you did it. Remember that time I broke up that fight in the supermarket? Oh, really? Really? Were you wearing a uniform that looked like me? Because that was me that broke up the fight in the supermarket. In fact, you weren't even at the supermarket. People told you about the fight being broken up at the supermarket and told you that I did it. And now somehow you're going to stop me when I'm trying to leave. I don't even know why I came into this freaking place. I just came in here to get a soda and they laughed at me. Um, excuse me, do you have any Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola? <laughs> Does that shit have alcohol in it? Oh, well, of course not. Then what the fuck we sell that shit for? Come on. Uh, come on, we're a cirrhosis factory here, okay? Get out. But the thing is, is these guys always come outside... And like I said, they're sitting outside, they're drinking the beers, and they're, for the most part, pretty harmless. Every once in a while, you'll walk by and there'll be some police tape there, and two dumbasses whipped each other's ass, and somebody fell down and cracked his head open, or they, they went over to some young boy and walked up to him, yo, young boy, yo, I mean, I don't like the way you looked at me, huh? Back in the day, I was a Golden Gloves boxer, I'll kick your ass, and the young guy goes, really? That's really interesting. I have a gun. Box that. So... I give out the You Dumb Bastard Awards to, to, to the guys that stand outside of stop and goes in big cities. The reason for it is they always do the same crap. They take the beer, the super high-powered beer, and they drink it in a, in a brown paper bag. As if nobody knows that there's... Come on, man. How many times the police got to pour your beer out in front of you because you're not allowed to walk down the street drinking that crap? If it's in the brown paper bag, they know it's beer. You dumb bastards. Who are you fooling? You live across the street. So you're going to have eight beers poured out by police officers when you live across the street from the damn stop and go, you stupid bastards. You're so much of an alcoholic, you can't wait to cross the street. You don't cross the street at the corners anyway. You go walking right across in the middle of the street. I know that because I almost ran your dumb ass over 12 times myself, you stupid bastard. You can't wait to walk across the street. You could drink it on your porch. That's not illegal. What is that, 48 yards away from where you are, you stupid bastard? Walk across the street, you dumb bastards. I'm sorry, that, that just irritated me, because that place, uh, I used to have to go there to get cigarettes for uh, 
a relative because that was the only place that sold the cigarettes that he smoked. And I'm going, you know, why do you got to send me to that? I used to call that place the Cavalcade of Lost Souls, the Lost Souls Palace, because all there was in there was nothing but a bunch of lost souls, a bunch of people lying about stuff they didn't do, a bunch of people who wanted to stop you and ask you for a quarter. I'm sitting there going, you know, I would have respect for you if you asked for a dollar. You're asking for a quarter. That means you, I mean, you just want to annoy four times as many people. Is that what it is? You need, you know, the beer you're drinking, this little smart thing costs a dollar. Ask for a buck. I might have given you a buck, but you asked for a quarter. And that just lets me know you're a fucking moron. <laughs> you know, sometimes people come up to you and ask you for money. And, and I don't, I, I, I'll hook people up with some bread. I'll do that. If I see a guy sitting there, you know, I mean, come on, man. I'm not a rich guy, but if there's a guy sitting there, he's obviously a homeless guy and he just wants something to eat. I'll get him the fucking money. Well, just hand him the money. I mean, he, he, 50 cents. Yeah, here, here's 50 cents. Here's a dollar, whatever. You know what I mean? What difference does it make? But what I don't like is when people come up to you and try to scam you. I hate when they, you know, they, they you see them kind of assessing everybody looking around. You see me. No, I better not ask that guy. He ain't going to put up no bullshit. But that guy right there, no, 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 no. He, you know, he ain't going to put up the bullshit. He's, he's, he's too he's, But about that guy right there, no, no, no. But that lady over there, no, no, no. She's going to think I'm trying to rob her. How about that guy over there? And for some reason, I'm one of the people that they feel like they need to come up to all the time. I guess they have a kind face. I, I, I really need to stop doing that. So the guy comes up and, uh, yeah, um, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I really, uh, you see, I live in, uh, and he names an area of the city I was in at the time. And, uh, you know, it's a long way distance from here. And, uh, you know, I lost my trans pass. Yeah. And, uh, my transit pass is lost. And it costs exactly $2.75 to get back home. I mean, once I get back home, once I get back off the bus stop on the other end of the long journey to my area of the city, once I get there, man, um, it's only two blocks from my house. So if I was to get the $2.75, I would definitely be able to get home. I was wondering if you have a quarter. What? <laughs> you want a quarter? So you just want... I'm, I'm sitting there going, dude, <laughs> you just want to annoy 11 people? You just, you're going to have to ask 11 people for quarters. You're going to have to risk, you'd be better off just asking for a dollar. Ask for the whole 275. Ask for five dollars. You know, because this, what, um, I was wondering, listen, um, I need to buy a brand new car, um, I was wondering if you have 25 cents, how much does the car cost? $30,000. You're going to be out here for a long time. Yes, I'm kind of a moron. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, and I, said, I said to the guy, I said, dude, it's like, the, first of all, the, the moron didn't, I, I came the day before and I had seen the guy before asking people for the money. And sometimes you kind of get a reading on a person. Sometimes you're going, this person seems sincere. Even though he may or he or she may be scamming me, I'll give him the bread. What difference does it make? You know, I want to, I mean, like I said, I'm not a rich guy, but I mean, this guy, you know, come on, you know, what's, what's $3 going to mean to me? You know what I mean? What difference does it make? But something about the dude, dude I just looked at him, I was like, this, this guy just has Scam City USA written all over his punk ass. There's something scammy about this bastard, and I hate scammy people. Fortunately for me, I guess I should say fortunately, well, it didn't really matter, fortunately, unfortunately, it didn't really matter. He actually approached someone else, and it was like a lady that was driving like a Lexus or some crap like that, and she went into her purse, which was really a dumb idea. You never go into your purse or your wallet for somebody. You go, I'm going to the store right now. Uh, I'll give it to you when I come back. That way, if you want to give them some bread, you can take the money you want to give them and put it in your pocket. You know, if I was going to give the he asked for 275 and I felt that he wasn't a scam artist or that he wasn't going to try to whip my ass or mug me and I wanted to give him the $3, I would go finish my transaction and then come back with $3. That's what you do when you grow up in the hood and you or you're, you're street savvy, you know, either you get away from the person and you, you, you hulk up, get out of here, man, or something like that just to get the person away from you. Self-preservation. Or, like I said, you go do whatever you're going to do and you bring the bread back if they're still there, you know, and because uh, there was a time I was uh, my home, my original hometown, Philadelphia. I was downstairs. I was downstairs in the Market Frankfurt subway. And this guy it was I think it was a, it's, there's a part. I think it's at uh, fifth. It's either Fifth Street, I think somewhere down there. It was underground somewhere. I forgot which which stop it was in the Market Frankfurt L. But there's a stop where there's a little area where you walk from one side to the other side, and it's all metal. And it's kind of secluded. So I'm walking down there, 
And this guy goes, yeah, can I borrow? I forgot how much money the money was. And I wasn't going to give it to him because I didn't have any change. And, I, and, I, and like an idiot. See, the thing is, when you go, you have to make whatever decision you make quickly. Whatever it is, no. Just say no and keep moving. They'll respect that because, you know, they, they don't want to get into an altercation if they, if they can help it. But don't give them an, don't give them an opening. Don't give them an opening where you're going to. I said to him, and this was a mistake. I said, uh, you know, I, I got to go get some change. And the guy goes, can I go with you? And then he gets up and then four dudes come with him. You know? And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. If I had just said nah and kept walking. Now I got, I think it was, yeah, it was like five dudes. I'm like, oh, what is this bullshit? So I look back and I'm going, the fuck are you? I said, it's a you, 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 and you. Sit your asses down. He was talking to me. What the fuck is with you guys stepping up to me like that? Sit your ass down. Then I put my hand into my jacket. I didn't have no damn gun, but they didn't need to know that. And they're like, oh, it's not that serious, brother. I'm like, no, y'all tried to rush up on me, man. And then they, just, they just kind of very quickly walked in the other direction. I had no damn gun, but they didn't need to know that shit. <laughs> but it was because I made the mistake of saying, oh, yeah, I'll be back with the money. Now I just basically said, I'm a, I am have money and I'm going to give it to you. And I'm also going to make a transaction. And I'm going to, no, you don't give anybody an opening. So she gives this cat back at the other place. She gives, uh, she gives him the money. Now I was talking to the original guy that was asking for the money for the, for the ride back to his hometown. And she gives him the money. So I see that. And this time when he comes up to me, it was exactly 24 hours later in exactly the same place. The same guy who was asking for the 275 to get back to his hometown. He was asking again. And I was like, oh, I knew it, you scammy mother jumper. I'm wondering if he's going to be here tomorrow. Come back the next day, I need to do 275. The next day, I need to do 275. 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 He was scamming his ass off. Now, maybe he didn't need the money. I, I, I don't know. But I didn't trust his punk ass at that point. I've actually me I actually remember a situation where a lady would stand outside of the dollar store and uh she would ask people for money on a regular basis and and you know you give her a dollar, she's like, you know, what's a dollar? What difference does it make? She walked around the corner, I saw her walking around the corner, she changed clothes and got into a better car than I'm driving. And I'm sitting there going, What the fuck? And then I talked to one of my friends who's kind of into into the law enforcement. He says, you know, there's some people that literally this is like a second job for their asses. You know? You know, they come there, they scam people for a few hours, make 50, 50 60 bucks, go about their business. It's like sometimes when you have some people standing on this, they have they standing in the middle of the street with a, with a with a with a with a bowl, give money to the kids, and then you give the money, yeah, I'm really helping out somebody. And that sucker ain't helping out nobody but themselves. <laughs> I hate scabby ass people. You know, it just like I said, it's like those guys outside of the outside of the store. You dumb bastards! You know the police officers are going to take your beer and dump your beer out. Stop being stupid, you know, and stop asking for people for a fucking quarter when you need a dollar. You dumb bastards! You know, and that jackass that was outside of that place asking for two who needed two seventy five and he was asking for a quarter. Stop asking for a quarter. You need two seventy five. Ask for two seventy five. At least the person will go. Well, I'm not giving you two seventy five, but here's seventy five cents. Well, I'm not giving you two seventy five. Well, at that point, you got more than the quarter you was asking for. You were asking for a quarter, and you got seventy five. I mean, you would have asked for two seventy five, and they gave you more than the quarter you would have been asking for. Dumb bastards. I don't know. Do you do you guys know what? A, you guys have stop and goes in your city. You know the place where they literally just sell beer. And all they all you have is a bunch of dudes standing out the front, you know, harassing the women when they walk by. Come here, girl, let me get some of that butt. She goes, yes. I was hoping I could find a really, really old guy who keeps wearing exactly the same clothing, who, who of course, neglects to wash the clothing, who's in really, really bad health and can't think of anything better to do with his day than drinking the kind of beer that if he was to piss right now and it's sunny outside, he'd light his dick on fire because there's that much alcohol in it. Yes. Yes, you can have regular access to my young, beautiful, uncluttered vagina because I love losers. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, it's really weird. I mean, these are these are these are kind of like hood tales, you know, because I, I grew up in, in, in a. It was kind of a tough neighborhood. It really was. You know, they used to have high rises. And um, the high rises were. 
for some reason, when you build up, the higher the building gets, the weirder the people get. You know what I mean? So you, you go into the building, the, 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 the dam. Uh, this is not the building that I lived in. This was the building a friend of mine lived in. And it was like 17 stories. And I mean, it's like the elevator smelled like piss. Dudes were peeing in the elevator. They didn't do it while I was in the elevator. But I'm sitting there going, if you're in the elevator, aren't you going up to your apartment? Do you have to pee that bad? Really? You got to do it in the elevator? One time I walked into some guy had defecated in the elevator. Be like a, be a man. Shit in your pants, damn it. At least you don't leave remnants for the rest of us to almost step in, you bastards. But I always hated scammy ass people. Everybody talks about, you should you get to remember where you came from. You get, to, you get to remember. No, I don't. I mean, I remember where I came from. I remember my friends and I have a good time with my friends. But I'm telling you right now, man. I hate scammy ass people. Those dumb bastards. Because if you know the scammy ass people never really I mean I mean I'm, I'm talking about the big scammer. I mean like the people in the government that are scammers, they get everything. But I'm talking about the scammy ass people in the neighborhood. They never get anything. You know, they 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 think they won, but I'm going, Okay, you what did you win? I mean you scammed the person out of two dollars. Now this guy's gonna get into his Lexus and drive back to his fucking house that he paid for i mean did you really win yeah i won that fight <laughs> yeah you won the fight but the, the guy pressed charges you spent four years in jail and all he has was a sore jaw who, who really actually won in that that fight who really won that really yeah look at this new ride i got <laughs> i stole that shit really you stole the car yeah um didn't you just get out of jail for doing that hmm you know, you, you pretty much gonna have to go back. You can't really. Well, you know, man. You know that guy. He shouldn't have left. Come on, man. Dumb. I hate dumb bastards. And that's just what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Just the cavalcade of the the, the pile of dumb bastards in the world. They need to be stopped. They must be stopped. Damn it. We must combine our forces. People who are not dumb bastards. The non-dumb bastards must combine our resources. We must have a special bat. Uh, must, uh, we have a, have the special non-dumb bastard award. Award. Sorry. I mean, non-dumb bastard signals that we can give to each other. That way, when we want up to somebody else who's not a dumb bastard, we can tip our nose in a specific way. And the other person will go, ah, this person is not a dumb bastard. I can have a conversation with this person. This person is not going to try to scam me out of money. This person is gonna, not going to try to mug me. But we have to make sure that it's a very secret signal. That the non, that the dumb bastards can't see our signal and steal our signal. And then we'll signal that we're not a dumb bastard. And they will have stolen our non-dumb bastard signal. They'll signal it back or walk up to them thinking we're going to have a conversation. And they'll go, hey... I need to buy a coat because it's cold outside. The coat, the coat costs $75. You got a quarter. Dumb bastards. All right, folks, let's do it. We're going to talk about Ray Rice. You know, you got to talk about Ray Rice. Um, I want to preface this by saying that Ray Rice and I are about the same size, almost exactly the same size person. Uh, he's in better shape than I am, but we're pretty much exactly the same size, okay? Now, if you turn on talk radio, all you hear is people talking about uh, the suspension and how the fans in, in Baltimore cheered him when he came on the field and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I kind of get that. You know, sometimes people can, re I mean, really will separate the what the player does off the field from what the player does on the field. Like back in Philadelphia, when, when Michael Vick came back, there were people that were really protesting... Um, what he did before the dog fighting and all that kind of situation. And there were people that didn't forgive him and they were like, look, I don't give a crap. I can't really cheer for the Eagles as long as he's there. There were people that felt that way until after he left. And then those people, some of the people were like, well, he's gone now. I can root for the Eagles again. They felt that way. But there were people that cheered him. And it's the same thing in Baltimore. Obviously, I think it's, it's you know, you would think it's worse. I mean, granted, the animals were killed, but this is your wife getting knocked the hell out by you. Now, I saw the video, and when I watched the video, I saw Ray Rice dragging his fiance, his girlfriend, then girlfriend, now wife, out of, out of the elevator. And he kind of, you know, he kind of plopped her down a little bit. Uh, not as gentle as I have. I've never been that. <laughs> I'm gentle with any woman I'm with, even if I'm upset with her. 
and he kind of plopped her down. And he was kind of callous in the way that he was dragging her around. And the funny thing about it is when you see people that are callous with another human being, under most circumstances, the reason that they're callous with the other human being in the, in the face of that other person having an adversity or being hurt or being knocked out or whatever, the reason they feel that way is because they have in their mind, that's what you get. You ever notice that when you're, ca- when you're callous towards someone else, usually in your mind, it's always, that's what you get, right? That's, that's how you feel, you know? Say you're having an argument with your, with your spouse, okay? And you're really going at it. Your mother is this, that. You I mean, you're really going to town. You're just yelling and screaming. Now, this is not the physical altercation because I've never hit a woman and never will. But this is like, you know, you're really going at you. This, you're saying you're dropping as many bombs as you can on each other. She knows the, the worst things to say about you because she's close to you. And you know the worst things to say about her because you're close to her. And you're really trying your best to emotionally damage each other, which is sickening in and of itself. Right? And she's walking away thinking she won because maybe she got the last shot and she's, yeah, or he's leaving. And in their hand is a is a soda or they're holding their dinner in their hand or their cheesesteak or whatever. And it falls on the floor. Or they're walking away and they stub their toe. Not bad, but just enough for them to go, oh. Under normal circumstances, you go, oh, damn, baby. Let me, you know what? Half, uh, you know, I got to eat half of my cheesesteak. Oh, your soda? No, we'll split my soda. Or if the woman hits the foot, oh, your foot, oh, come here, girl, let me rub your foot. You know, whatever. That's how you feel under normal circumstances. But when you're fighting, when you're arguing, when you're mad at her, all of a sudden, it's, that's what you get. That's how you feel about it. You're callous because you are mad at the time, and you're feeling, that's what you get. And I think that's what's going on with him. Because under normal circumstances, if your wife is unconscious... You're going to pick her up gingerly. You're going to find out whether or not she's okay. You're going to go, you okay, baby? Give a kiss on the forehead. Make sure she's breathing. See if you have to do CPR. Just see if she's, if it's just one of those situations where maybe she's, you know, where it's not life-threatening, but you don't, but you obviously don't want your wife to be unconscious or your girlfriend to be unconscious or someone you care about to be unconscious. You find, you do enough in, in investigating to find out whether or not there's something you have to do right now to make sure that their life is, is, is not in danger. And then you get the people who can help. That's what happens normally. But when I watched the video, the guy's just kind of dragging her around. You know, like like the, the way you would drag around a bag of laundry when it's like your fifth trip to the laundromat. You're going, oh, God, I got to drag this shit. <sighs> and to me, that's the feeling of, that's what you get. You shouldn't have done what you did. Now, I don't know what the situation is there, but I know that I under, I've been in situations, like I said, we're the same size guy. And I know what it's like to have to date a woman who's small. And, you know, you could take your small woman. You could pick her up. She's like 120 pounds. You go, girl, I'm going to take you upstairs. I'm going to tear this up, girl. I'm going to tear this up. And she's light. I also know what it's like to date a woman that's 160 pounds. And I've carried them up to the bed and got in on with them, too. But it was a little different story. You pick them up. Yeah, girl, I'm going to take you upstairs. And, uh, actually, I'm going to stop here for a minute. Oh, God. Oh. Girl, I'm gonna tear this up. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, girl, I'm gonna put some work. I'm gonna tear this body up. Oh God! Oh, oh can you stand up for a second? Oh God! Oh, okay, okay, we're halfway up the steps. Hold on. Oh God. Okay, come on, let me pick you back up. Oh God! Like I said, girl, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear your ass out, girl. I'm gonna show you I'm the man. Oh God. So I know what it's like if you're trying to pick up a woman that maybe is too heavy for you to pick up. But if you're a professional football player, I'm not a professional football player. I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not in professional athlete shape. You know, I could pick up a 160-pound woman. As I just said, you heard what it sounded like. Because one of my last girlfriends was about 150. She wasn't fat or out of shape or anything. She was just a big person, like, you know, Serena Williams. And I took her upstairs and I tore that up. But uh, that's how I sounded when I I was. I was fine once we got upstairs and I climbed on top of her. And I was like, yeah, good now, now, now. But taking her upstairs, girl, I'm going to take you upstairs. I'm going to wear you out. Come here, girl. I'm going to take Let me take you upstairs and show you. Here we go. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. So I know what it's like when you can't pick the woman up. I get it. But you don't have to, dra- you don't have to drag her around like a bag of fucking laundry like that. You take your woman's like, you know, even if, even if you didn't punch her in the face and knock her out. At some point, you got to go, oh, damn, what the fuck did I do? I got to make sure she's cool. So, you, you know, if you can't pick up, you turn around on the back and you put your arms on her arms. You drag her out. You make sure she sits up. You put it up. You run up, put your hands in the hair. You, do, you make sure she's all right. But he didn't do any of that shit. You know? Now, I'm saying this as a guy who's never hit a woman. I've never, I had women hit me. I just leave. <laughs> you know? And you go, yeah, well, he was in an elevator. You think I've never been hit in an elevator by a chick? 
Huh? And I said shit because at the time I was mad at her. I've had women attack me in places where I couldn't get out. I had a woman get into a fight with me and start hitting me in the damn, uh, when those are revolving doors. Then the revolving door got stuck and I'm stuck in there with this crazy person. And I didn't even do what she said, what she thought I was doing. She apologized 10 minutes later, but that was after 45 punches to the head that I had blocked with my arms, you know? But I didn't punch her in the face and I was pissed off because she's embarrassing me. The door stuck, which means people on both sides are looking at me. He must have done something. She wouldn't be punching him. He didn't do something. I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit, but she was hitting me and I was like, I'm not going to hit you back. Okay, you're trying to hit me nuts. Still not going to hit you back. Okay, you connect with my eye. I'm still not going to hit you back. I grip you up and I'm going to hold you. But if somehow she did get knocked out and the doors open up, I'm not going to just say, oh, there she is on the floor. Let me drag her ass out. I'll drop her on the ground. Step over her. Let me check my phone real quick. I'm not going to do that shit. I'm still going to be concerned. Because I don't hit women. Can't do it. And I know for a fact I couldn't do it because I've been in situations where if a guy had done something like that to me, if a guy tried to hit me a bunch of times and tried to hit me in the balls, that guy's going to get his ass whooped if I can whip his ass unless he whips my ass. But at the very least, I'm going to make an ass whip attempt. <laughs> right? To a dude. But like I said, man, the callousness of the what I saw in the video, and I'm not saying he's the worst human being on the planet. I just think what happened there is really, really bad. And the way he reacted afterwards with his wife unconscious, really, really bad. If that's your woman, you have to look at her and go, I got to, even though I'm upset and even though we had a fight, then in this case, he may or may not have hit her, but it looks like he did, but I don't know. And I'm trying to get sued. Fuck that shit. But you got to look and go, man, I got to make sure she's cool. I mean, even if, you know, I can't, I can't, that's what you get her because this is unconsciousness. This is not stubbing your toe. This is not dropping a soda. This is not spilling something. This is not you know, losing out on something because you're an ass and I can go in your mind and think, oh, that's what you get. This is different. This is unconsciousness. You got to make sure everything's cool. <sighs> now, that was me laughing at the situation. That was me being exasperated by the situation. Because then you go back to the NFL and then all of a sudden the guy gets two game suspension and people are going insane because he got two games. I don't blame him. I don't blame him for being upset. I mean, thinking in, in terms of, I mean, the NFL will fine you if your socks are too short. Okay? The NFL will fine you if you're wearing the wrong color laces on your shoes. The NFL will fine you for, oh, you didn't wear a suit to the press conference? Mm -mm, gotta fine you. The NFL will fine you if you smoke marijuana, even though marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug. I've never taken it, and I probably never will, but I've seen people that have used it, and I got news for you. They didn't perform better at anything except eating shit. Okay? Now, if it was an eating competition and somebody smoked weed before an eating competition, that is a performance-enhancing drug at that time. Because you will, you will eat the hell out of some damn Doritos and shit. How come he beat you with the Doritos? Wait a minute. Were you smoking weed? Nope. You are no longer the Dorito-eating champion, you bastard, because you use weeds. weed, which is a performance-enhancing drug in the eating sports, you cheating bastard. You Lance Armstrong of eating... Now get out. <laughs> but they gave, but they gave you, you give you two games. You, if you if you take a drug, you get four games, a performance enhancing drug. And what that does is that that actually does damage to the integrity of the sport. If it makes you stronger, makes you heal faster than other people would normally heal, it damages the the structure and the integrity of the sport. But if you're going to be a stickler for rules, if you're going to be stickler for you know, sock length and headbands and things of that nature, then you got to be a stickler for some other stuff too. You got to be a stickler for dudes beating the shit out of their wives if that's what he did. You can't send the message to people. I mean, just from a business standpoint, you know, probably most people that watch NFL football are men, most people, but there's a substantial amount of women. And even if you don't care about the morality of giving him a short suspension, shorter than something that's less uh, damaging society from a societal standpoint, which is somebody somebody taking some performance-enhancing drug is less damaging from a societal standpoint than somebody punching their wife in the face and knocking them out. If that's what he did, I'm going to say allegedly because I don't want to get sued. Then, what are you saying to the women? You're saying to half, potentially half the planet, half, well, half the the audience. Uh, yeah, we don't really care if you get punched in the face, knocked out, and dragged around. We don't give a shit. Fuck y'all. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody took some shit that made them better at the game than other people? Fucking up the integrity of the sport? Oh, yeah, four games. What about you? Yeah, I, uh, I choke slam some uh, baby seals and drop kick a baby. Whoa, you're going to have to miss at least a quarter and a half of football, okay? How big was the baby? Two pounds? Oh, they could probably take more of a hit than, than the little infant. The baby could walk. Could the baby walk? Then the baby could have gotten away. Well, then you're only going to have to miss one quarter of the first game. Yeah. Now, the baby couldn't walk. We'd have, you'd have to miss a quarter and a half of the game because, you know, come on, because babies can't buy tickets to the game. You know, now, when they're old enough to buy tickets to the game, then we'll care about their well-being. What about women? Yeah. Um. Next question, uh, the press conference. Next question. That's what I'm saying, man. You sit back there and you look at it and you go, like, don't talk about the integrity of the game if you don't give a shit about a guy knocking somebody's ass out. Because if you're talking about the integrity of the game, you got to talk about integrity in general. If you're going to talk about integrity in general, you got to act like you have some. Because if you can pretend that, that uh, you didn't know that dudes were getting concussions and lie about that and then fight hard not to pay them, that says a lot about you guys in the NFL. If you think somebody taking a performance-enhancing drug that makes them better at the game and you don't like that because you want everything to be on an even playing field and you think that's more important than somebody's wife getting knocked the hell out if that, in fact, didn't, is what happened and I'm not going to say that's what happened because I don't want to get sued. That says something about you guys, right? Now, I know guys, um, and I talked about it in an earlier podcast. I don't remember what it was when a guy did some kind of domestic abuse in front of me, a guy that I knew. We're not friends anymore because I... I stepped to him, told him, yo, yo, relax, relax. Then he tried to hulk up to me, and he was about to get his ass whooped. But it didn't happen, fortunately, because I didn't, didn't want to have to beat my some dude who used to be my friend's ass. But but I've seen it, and I've seen guys um, in situations where I found out that five years ago that was the kind of guy they were. And then they, in some some instances, they made the change themselves. They I can't be this kind of guy. I'm going to make a choice right now. I'm never going to do that again. And they made the choice, and they never did it again. And then there's some guys that actually had this kind of problem and they went back and they had therapy. Now, when I met them, it was long after the situations had, had uh, happened and these people had made life changes and they weren't that, they were not that person again at all. They weren't that person. So it can happen. It can happen. But I think that if you're going to cheer Ray Rice, it should be after he proves that that's the kind of person that he is. After he proves he's not that guy, if he was in fact that guy, and I'm not going to say that he is because I don't want him to get sued, but say for the sake of argument, hypothetically, he is the guy that did that. You should probably cheer him after he's moved away from that life, from that, and proved over a course of some time that he's not that guy anymore. You know? Right, that's all I'm saying. I mean, like I said, you can make you can make those changes. You can go be one thing and be something else. You can be a criminal and become a law-abiding citizen. You could be this and become that. But we should cheer you after you make the transition. We shouldn't just cheer you just because you're wearing the uniform of the team that we like. You know, maybe a golf clap at the most. But me personally, I wouldn't have clapped. I would have just let him go about his business. I would have wished well for the team. And then after he had this, after he had, over the course of some time prove that he had changed into a different person or had made the correction or had stopped that specific behavior, then we could look back at it and go, you know what, he did this, if in fact he did that, but I'm not going to say that he did that because I don't want to get sued. If he in fact was that person and then he changed into somebody else who advocates against that, does work against that, and himself does not do that shit anymore, then I bring out the hands. And I applaud the guy you've become. But not until then. That's all I got to say. Okay, you bastards. Let's talk about something interesting here. Um, I go to the uh, to the supermarket with my uncle. I'm taking him to the supermarket. And he's actually going to the bank in the supermarket. And uh, you know, I'm kind of just standing there, relaxing, you know, waiting for him to, to complete his transaction. The funny thing is, sometimes when you're the person waiting for someone else to do something... You kind of just don't know what to do with yourself. You don't know what to do with your hands. You don't want to sit down because you don't think you're going to be there that long. And, you know, and, and the bad part about that is because you're just kind of standing there looking dopey, uh, people kind of look at you like suspiciously, suspiciously, because that's what the security guard was doing. He's looking at me. He's kind of staring at me and, and trying to not catch me, have me catch him looking at me and silliness like that. And so I'm standing there just relaxing. And I, and I hear, hey, whoa, hey, oh, whoa, ooh, ah, ah. And I'm, trying to, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So I turn around and I look and I see 
there's a bunch of people kind of jumping out of the way of this guy in a wheelchair. He's a at least a paraplegic. I mean, because he has food stuff in his lap, so he obviously his hands kind of work maybe. And he and that and I mean that chair was moving. I mean, we're talking that thing was steaming. If it ran into you, it would knock your ass down. So he's driving. He's coming down the aisle through uh, through the, the you know one of those the aisles with the big refrigerators with the clear doors. You can see the products. And he apparently saw something that he liked, and he just stopped the the, the wheelchair abruptly. And I mean, this thing was moving it, and it's and of course the food in his lap flies out of his lap and hits the ground, and it becomes apparent that he couldn't get it. He probably had people, and he probably kind of just kind of slid up to the aisle and knocked things into his lap. He couldn't get it. Obviously, he couldn't get out of the chair. He can't move his legs because he was in one of those chairs where you know the guys have that that little tube that goes in their mouth and maybe they blow in it or whatever. Whatever it is, the chair activates when their mouth is on that tube. Okay, so he's looking down at the food. And he has this look on his face like, oh, oh, God, it's uh, how hard, it was so hard for me to get this stuff in the first place. Now this crap is on the floor. This is ridiculous, you know. And I'm on the other end of the aisle. Cause these are some long aisles. And I'm looking and I'm noticing that, you know, everybody saw the stuff fall on the floor, <laughs> right? But nobody, nobody turned around to help him out, you know. And you know how people do that where... You know, you're you're stay, there's something going on that people don't want to become a part of, so they start to do their thing where they stare off into space at nothing and, and and trying to make it look like they're actually looking at something, you know. But they essentially they're just waiting for the situation to resolve itself before they go back to their normal activity. So he's he's there, kind of looking with this this look of utter despair. And there are people around him who are close enough to pick the stuff up. There's no way they didn't know the stuff was on the floor. There's absolutely no way they didn't know it. And they're looking off as if to say, gee, what is this interesting thing in the corner of the ceiling over here that's in the ab exact opposite direction of something that I did not see and thus can't become a part of? I d what's, what's this on the floor over here in the complete opposite direction? I definitely don't see the guy in the wheelchair with his stuff all over the floor. I definitely don't see that. What's this? Let me check my cell phone and put the phone really close to my face, so close that it's very, very uh, apparent to anyone that's not a moron that I can't possibly be looking at anything. <laughs> so I walk down the aisle and I'm like, and I pick this guy's stuff up and I put it back in his lap. And, uh, and it was really weird. Cause after I did that, I was just about, to, I was, you know, I was just going to give it to him and walk away, you know, and, uh, you know, give him a nod like I would give anybody, you know? And, uh, he says, thanks, man. Could you put that in my lap right there? The last of the, the can of, was like the can of uh, spaghetti sauce or some crap like that. So I put it there. He goes, thanks, man. And I go, no problem, brother. And I was about to leave. And I'm looking at him. And I know that as I was putting the stuff back into his lap, I could see the look in his face because it was despair because there was his shit was on the floor and he, he knew he couldn't get it. But it was also that look as if he was waiting for the, the, the condescending treatment. Because that's because sometimes I know some of my friends that were in wheelchairs would tell me about that. It's like, you know, if someone had to help them with the door or something like that, instead of just helping them with the door and then going about the business, there was always that attempt to be friendly towards them. But as it turns out, it always turns out to be something really fucking condescending. You know, it's almost as if you're, pat, you're patting another adult on the head like you would pat a child on the head that came with, you know, like a little child comes at you with one of those little ugly drawings that they draw. And you're like, hey, that is great. Right. Well, when the kid's three or four or five or six or seven or eight or nine, they're like, yeah, they said it was great. But if you give the same type of, hey, that's great to an adult, the adult's like, the fuck is wrong with you? What, what, what are you? You looking down on me or something? And I don't want to be that guy that did that to this cat in the wheelchair. I didn't want to be that. This is, you know, because like I said, I could have very easily done that. Hey, no problem. Anything you need. Do you need me to push it down? Do you need, you sure you don't need me to put the cookie? Because you almost see people talking to people in wheelchairs with baby talk. And it's like the dude's legs don't work. And he's not an idiot. You know, the dude's legs don't work. He doesn't need your, your help with, you know, cognitive function. He just can't move. Right. And and I know this because I I remember I did, I did a show at this place uh, back in my hometown called Inglis House and it has the um, it has the people in the, who are function who are physically uh, not functioning well you know but mentally mental capacity is fine you know so I know from talking to them that it's like just treat me like a fucking human being man you know that's all I want people to do I mean I may I may need help with the door or something I may need you to pick up something for me or something like that or maybe it's just something on a high shelf or some crap like that I may need help with that but just help me out like a regular person you don't have to you know fucking look I mean I'm, I'm I feel bad enough I mean I'm, I'm I feel bad enough that I can't get up out of the goddamn chair I feel bad enough that there's things that I can't do 
you know, but don't make me feel like a dick. So I didn't want to make this guy feel like a dick because I remembered those conversations, you know, and I know what it's like when people try to make you fucking feel invisible or, or inferior when you're not, you know. In this case, it's just the guy couldn't pick the cans up. So what? But the thing is, if you really think about it, he got out of his house, got into a vehicle, drove the van there, got into the supermarket, got the shit in the first place. The simple fact that he just did all of that shit is enough to make the high five him, which of course you couldn't do because his arms didn't function well enough. And that's not a joke. I'm just saying literally, I, I you know, you know, I wasn't trying to be make light of his 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 uh, his physical infirmities. I was just making a point that, you know, you can't there's certain things he just can't do, okay? So he, he I give him the stuff, he goes doing message, no problem, brother. Right? And I, he was I think he, he had this look in his face like he was waiting for the condescending you know, hey, yeah, that was great. You did it. Yeah. He was, he was looking for that. And I said to him, and, uh, and, and I looked at him, I said, you know what, man? He goes, hey, what's up? I said, uh, it was kind of, I have to go back to my, to my uh, uncle. He's on the other side of the supermarket. Um, let me sit in your lap. Give me a ride. He laughed his nuts off. He laughed hysterically. Right. And the people in the aisle that were ignoring him, who, didn't see him they all started laughing now i didn't i wasn't trying to make them laugh i was just uh, having a, a moment with this cat but i'm sitting there and i'm sitting there going oh so you can hear this joke at conversational tone but you didn't hear this guy's shit hit the floor that's what i'm thinking in my head you know so we and me we talked about a couple of things and then i then i stepped off and he went he went about his way and i know because the thing is I, like i said I, I there's nothing wrong with me physically but i understood kind of what he felt like when sometimes people kind of are condescending towards you, make you feel like shit when they don't have to. Cause, uh, I remember, um, like when I was really, really heavy, people used to do that shit to me all the time. You know, you go to the gym and, uh, and people are nice to you at the gym, but you expecting that thing where people look at you like, Oh, look at the fat bastard trying to work out. Oh, you that is so cute. You keep going, you fat bastard. You keep going. You'll be able to do more than six seconds on a treadmill at some point. You keep <laughs> There's a difference between being encouraged with a person who's giving you some actual respect for actually trying to do some stuff, like you would give respect to the guy in the wheelchair. You give respect to him because he like I said, he got out of bed. He got in that chair, got in his van, got to the supermarket, got in the supermarket, got his stuff. The only thing he needed was this, that stuff fell on the floor. He needed a little assistance to get that back up to him, treat him like a human being who just needs a little assistance at the moment, and then go about your business. You know, as a fat, as a super duper fat guy, you know, I just wanted to get on the treadmill and work out and get this, get myself back in shape. And most of the people, most of the people were encouraging. They give you, the, you know, they give you that, that, that head nod and the point like, yeah, you do it, boy. And, and that's the kind of thing you want. Yeah, he's, 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 he knows I'm a big fat bastard, but he's giving me the point and the head nod to let me know I'm doing something. But then there's always that person who's thinking that they're going to, they're being nice to you. And, and oh, you really, oh, that's, oh, yeah. Or the person that looks down on you, you know, like it was a girl next to me on the treadmill. And uh, <laughs> she was a really, really attractive lady. And, you know, so, you know, and I was like, you know, and you know how it is here yet, Jim. You don't want to be a pig or anything, but there's a ridiculously hot woman in a tank top and shorts. She's covered in sweat and her clothes are sticking to her. Not in a lewd way or or, or she's naked way, but, you know, just sticking to her. And you, you, you catch yourself trying not to look. And she, catch, she catches you looking and you're trying to act like you're looking to something else, but she knows you're looking at her. And she gave me a look as if to say, listen, come on, even if you were in shape, even if you could do more than four seconds on the treadmill, you still couldn't have any of this. And then she comes up and oh yeah, it's nice to see you trying, okay? <laughs> not 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 trying meaning trying to pick her up, but trying meaning trying to get on the treadmill. I already felt bad enough by the fact that I couldn't do more than four or five seconds on the damn treadmill. You know, I was on the treadmill for 45 minutes, you know, most of it going, oh God, I can't get off this thing, please God. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, and I, so I know what that feels like, you know. And I, I was in another situation where I, I, I knew that people were kind of putting someone down and I didn't want to be a part of that shit. I was, at a, I was buying a, a, soup, a sandwich at a corner store. And there was a lady that came in and uh, not attractive at all, you know. And when I say not attractive, I'm using, you know what, I'm not even going to qualify. The, the woman looked weird, okay? She looked bad. Um, anyway, and I know what it's like to look bad. And when if, if I, somebody said I looked bad and they weren't being mean and it was a relative or someone that I cared about, that I respected, that I knew was not trying to hurt me, they said, dude, you look bad right now. I would just go, hey, I look bad. You know, I knew I looked bad at the time. So, I mean, she, 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 she had a, she, her short shorts were, you know, she like the bicycle shorts, the hug the ass, but she had a weird looking ass, 
you know, the stomach was over the sh was 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 squeezing to the bike shorts, and it kept slipping down under her stomach. The shirt was wrong, was like you know she was trying to be hot, but it was just it was just not good, you know, you know, and she her hair was messed up, and then you know the teeth were really bad, and you know and um, and so she she walks into the store, and everyone's kind of looking at her like, uh, please yeah right you know and she's just you know yeah they have that that, that that when you walk into a place and you kind of give everybody a, a little bit of a, a look and it's essentially they just kind of acknowledge you and they don't have to necessarily say hello but they'll nod or something like that well she couldn't even get that so she walks up to me hi sir how's it going and i look back at her and i was like hey what's going on and then i turned back to what i was doing and then i realized wait a second wait a minute this is the keep in mind this is all happening in my head in about in a nanosecond I'm thinking, you almost dismissed this lady. And the only reason you were going to be dismissing this lady is not because you're having a bad day, not because you're in a hurry, but because you find her not physically attractive at all. And you know what that feels like. And you almost, for the first time in your life, did that to somebody else. Oh, no, you don't. You're not going to become that shit. And all she wanted to do was say hello to somebody and have a conversation. You know, like everyone else does, like every other person in the world does. Like if you're standing at a newsstand and talking to another person, that's all she wanted. And I realized if she was attractive or at least average looking like me, I would have given, I would have said, hey, what's going on? And I would have talked to her. And I'm going, so I'm not going to be one of these people that does that shit. I'm not going to dismiss somebody because they don't look a certain way. Fuck that shit. So I started talking to her. And she was a nice lady. She just looked weird. You know, just like not like when I was a big, big guy. I was a nice guy. I just looked, looked bad to people, you know. We were having a conversation. And as we're talking, we're having a pleasant, we're having a good time, you know. Uh, and, uh. And she's just, she was a smart, charming lady, you know, and uh, everybody and the other people in the store are looking at me like, what is wrong with you? You know, and you, you believe me, you can tell when people are giving you that look like, what? Why are you talking? I mean, there's a level of you're, you're average looking, but she's way down there, man. I mean, why are you talking to her, man? It's like they're looking at me like, why is he talking? You can actually see them talking to each other and motioning at us like, what's he doing? What the? And I'm like, and I was literally going, I'm not going to be that guy. So, you know, we finish our conversation and I'm walking out of the store and pe and people are still looking at me with disbelief, like, what are you, what, were, what were you doing? Man? You know, and a couple of guys goes, yeah, man, yeah, so you're talking to the girl back there, man. She's, and he was about to start going, she looks weird, she's this, she's that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, I said, yeah, well, yeah, I was talking. She's a, she's a nice lady, you know. Last thing I wanted to be is the kind of asshole that would judge a person by the way they look and then treat them with disrespect because of the way they looked, you know. I would never do something like that, you know what I mean? And the guy was like, oh, oh, mm, oh, well, uh. And I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I walked out of the store. It's weird, you know, how when you see somebody that looks a certain way or you know, maybe somebody that has a disability or maybe somebody has a different ethnicity or they speak a different language or they're, diff they're a different race or they're a different religion. We have an idea of what and who they are and we're usually wrong. <laughs> because I know there were many times when people met me when I was in my uh, backwards hat or sideways hat hip hop days where I would meet people and they would have this idea of who I was. And the moment I opened my mouth and started talking to them, then they realized I could, I had command of the language and that I was intelligent. And it didn't matter how learned they were that I could have a conversation with them. You can have a master's degree. I didn't even go to college. You know, I've had, I've had, you can have a master's degree. I can sit right next to you and have a conversation and you would be surprised at how much I know. And I take pride in that. Not just because I'm so smart. And by the way, I am, but, uh, also very, very cute. But, um, I, 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 I pay attention to people as human beings, you know, I'm not going to judge you because of the way you look, unless you're really, really hot, then I'm going to judge you with somebody I would like to bang really good, but that's a different story <laughs> because, you know, I don't mind judging people that I want to have sex with because I judge them and they go, you know what? You were really attractive and I would like to put my stuff up in your stuff, girl. <laughs> uh, did I just mess up my touching moment at the end of this pod, at the end of the section of the podcast that I mess it up by, by bringing it back to that? I did. Yeah. Well, too bad. You've been, this is a, like a, my 121st podcast. You should, you should know by now that that's who I am. So shut up. Back to the moving moment. But what I'm saying is, I know what it's like to be on the other side of it, uh, to be judged by uh, stuff that's not important. It is not fun. 
And even though now that doesn't happen to me anymore, no one looks, you know, gives me the whole, nah, what are you doing? I don't get that anymore. I remember what it was like. And I make it a point now and, and for all times to make sure that I don't treat anybody that way, you know. And I'm sure as someone who listens to me on a regular basis, I'm sure you don't feel that way. I'm sure you wouldn't do that, right? Of course you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. You know? Because I would find you and kick your ass. Yeah, that's right. I don't care how many of you are out there. I'd find you. I'm shaking my fist, by the way. I'd find you and kick your ass. Yeah. Unless you're a hot woman. And in which case, I would just agree with that, you know, whoever we were, you were looking down on needed to be looked down on. Because by saying that, it would make me more, you know, close to you. In which case, I would have an opportunity to, you know, take you back to my house, take your stuff off, and then put my thing in your thing. And because that's what I would like to do with hot women. <laughs> Why did this devolve into something stupid? I mean, I was talking about something special, and then it's turned into something dumb. I got to stop doing that. I got to stick with the topic and stick with the goodness of the thing that I was saying, you know, I'll stick, go back to the part where I was talking about the dude when he helped the guy in the chair and we had our moment. And then the lady that was, that was unattractive to everybody. And we had our moment. I should stick with that part because that's touching and moving and it's good. But for the record, I treat those people well. Cause I used to be one of those people that people, you know, would go, this guy looks weird and I'm going to look down on him. Speaking of down on, I'm down with, hot chicks so if there's any hot chicks out there like that you know whatever you say i'm going to agree with it so i can you know so we can have i, I really want to bang you did i just say bang in my podcast i can't believe why did i do that I, I you know this segment's over i'll try i'll be better and nicer and cooler and i'll probably stick to the topic and keep the moment right in the next segment okay that probably won't happen it's going to devolve into something stupid but that's but, but you know that already all right all right let's go to the next segment damn it all right, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes, that has been this week's episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. I am S. Anthony Thomas. Uh, I just want to say uh, much thanks to my fellow podcasters for the for the kind words. Uh, I want to say thank you to the audience for all the kind stuff and, and uh, all the kind words and the, the retweets and the reblogs and the, re, the shares on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. I really appreciate it. Much love to you all. Um... Just to let you know that the home base for the podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. And the S. Anthony Says Podcast is also on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and iTunes. Just look for S. Anthony Says. The email is the S. Anthony Says Podcast at gmail.com. And make sure you continue to shout me out on your social networking sites. Tell your friends to come take a listen to this crazy bastard. And by crazy bastard, I mean me. Uh, much love to you all. I will see you next week. Keep up the good work. Keep on loving me. See, you hear that? Hear that bad singing right there? That's why. Um, that's why I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get into the, the the band, the Whispers. They they heard the singing and said, you know what? You you might want to stick to comedy and podcasting. And I said, you guys, you guys might be right. You were a little mean with it, um, but you were right. You, you're right. I should stick to comedy and and then doing the podcasting thing. I think I'll stick with that. <laughs> Much love to you all, my friends. Thank you for everything. We will see you next week. And by we, I mean me. S. Anthony out.